Shoo-bop, oop, 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 shoo-bop. What does that have to do with anything? I, I literally just said to him, do you know how you're going to start us off? And he said, yeah, and then he starts singing. Welcome to episode 29 of Always Journey Doses. Always entertaining. <laughs> We're here again, Ash and Ty on the mic. We are trying to be consistent. We're going to be, we're not trying to be anything. We're actually being consistent. We are being ourselves. Which is moderately consistent. <laughs> we decided about 30 seconds before we started recording what we're going to talk about today. Which means we put endless effort into brainstorming this subject. So what we're going to talk about today are ego death experiences. For those of you that might not know what this term is, let me explain to you just a little bit. And Ashley can elaborate. And I'm going to simplify here because that's what Tyler Ty does. Ty can simplify. <laughs> Ash can elaborate. Tyler simplifies. So... Uh, an ego, de- and this is a really commonly talked about experience these days. One with meditation being so popular, and also with plant medicines being so popular. This term ego death, which is actually hilarious to me, has been thrown a lot around a lot. But to know what an ego death is, you have to know first what an ego is. Do you have a thought on what the ego is to you, Ashley? I feel like I'm. Not like educated really on the. E- I don't think I've like read a lot of books or whatever on the ego, so I don't okay. think I could really poetically say it like I think you could. You go first. I'm gonna describe metaphorically what the ego is to my friends here listening. So imagine yourself wearing a pair of goggles. What kind of goggles? Like, am I swimming in these goggles? These are these are like scuba diving goggles. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they're big-ass goggles. Okay. And there's no air or water going in and out of these goggles. That'd they're a nice. suction cup to your eyeballs. Okay. Throughout your life, you are acquiring experiences. Some trauma, some story, some belief some consistent thought pattern, some ways of living. You're experiencing a lot of different varieties of life. In these varieties of experiences, you begin to see life the way that these experiences have taught you. 
Okay. So once you've acquired all of these stories, all of these patterns through what life has taught you, they are imprinted onto your lens of life. So you are now seeing the world with these goggles that have a residue of your experiences stuck on them. Mm. So you're wearing these goggles, and on these goggles, imagine the screen has things that say in little little letters, people are mean. That means you're walking around with these goggles all the time, everywhere you go, suction cup to your face, that says people are mean. And you cannot avoid that story. And this goes for any other experience. Um, <laughs> That's good. That's a good explanation. Yeah. So, obviously, big picture. It's the lens in which you view the, the world based on your life's experiences. Can I add to your metaphor? And you can tell me if you think that it makes sense or not? Sure. Okay. So... At one point in time, the goggles are clear, crystal clear. When you put them on, like when they're there, they start out clean. And like as you're saying, as you experience life, you start to acquire these layers of residue that I wouldn't say necessarily make things foggy. It just it just makes things your your unique, you know, perspective on life based on your how you've perceived your experiences. But my add to your metaphor is when we are born, do we have an ego or do we acquire an ego throughout life's experiences? If we're born with a, without an ego or with a pure ego, if you will, I don't know. This is literally a question. Then could I say in your metaphor, like, okay, I'm a scuba diver. And when I'm above ground, I, I'm, I'm, I haven't been birthed yet. And then when you go underwater and you're exploring and you're in your element that's when you start to acquire. So my, my point is the goggles start clear and then get filmy. But I'm trying to also ask, is that the case for the ego? How are we born? Yeah, the ego is, or I should say the lens is clear when you're born. But to be human means to have an ego. Yeah, you, you can't cannot, not. You cannot not have an ego. And I was literally just reading about this last night. So We're born with goggles. They're just clear. Yep. You ain't <laughs> taking those fucking goggles off until... Ooh. You reach enlightenment. Which that is what which, enlightenment is. And who has reached enlightenment? Gandhi? No, but, but people it, people who? Buddha. Buddha. Okay, Jesus, so I'm, that's Jesus what my Christ. that's my point. So like let's give examples of people. The point is your your average yeah, no, Joe I'm, I'm isn't not. gonna read ten to twenty like self help books and reach enlightenment. I'm just trying to give perspective here. Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> that's that's the hilarious part. Joe still has goggles. Yes. Buddha no goggles. Yes, yes. That's the hilarious part about when people now say, I had an ego death experience. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> what they're really saying is, listen, I'm going to project all over you fucks right now. <laughs> what you're saying is when you had an ego death is that a part of you, a part of the perspective you've taken on life has now shifted. Yeah, I like that. And also it's about remembering like that there's layers and when if you if you want to say you've had an ego death I think an important footnote is like a part of my ego has has died but then sometimes it's like hasn't really you know maybe a layer or a perspective or or that's an angle shifted yeah 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 that's why I'm saying because a lot of people who 
are, are doing the work and going through the process and peeling back their own layers, you know, sometimes you think you've resolved something or found a solution or found clarity and found peace. And then however much time later, something pops up and triggers it and triggers it. And you're like, Oh, I guess I didn't fully heal that. I mean, there's like, I just feel like the, the top layers are a little thinner, a little bit more manageable. And the deeper you go, the harder it is. Like it's, it's deeply rooted in your life experience. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, so the term ego death is interesting, and that's what this whole episode is talking about. So what would you say are is a different term or a different way to describe an ego death? Like if you feel like that's that, that term's not fully explaining the experience appropriately. What's another way to, to talk about it? Hmm. I mean, words that come up for me are just profound perspective shift. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good one. Yeah, I mean, and I would say it's different based on the experience that you have, too. Like, what is this so-called ego death experience? And what is it changing within you? What are you seeing differently now? Mm -hmm. So, and that's kind of what we're going to get into is, like, what are these big moments in Ashley and I's life in a uh, simplified (laughs) way? Simplified yet elaborate way. Yeah, and... um, (laughs) I just thought that the quote, die before you die to acquire wisdom. Who's that is, by? I want to say it. Uh, honestly, I don't know. Okay. But well, I, I'm going to I'm gonna project like a Socrates or Hipp- Hippocrates or <laughs> Plato or something. I, actually, I do think it was Plato. Okay. So, yeah. We'll find Thanks, out. Thanks, Plato. Um, and what he was alluding to was what we're talking about is... is let the parts of you that don't serve your spiritual growth die. Mm-hmm. Let those things go. Mm-hmm. So I'll share first, if Ashley doesn't mind. Can I say a few other things before we go into your how, exact... How long are these few other things going to take? Long enough. Good. Um, let me try to remember them. Shit. Um, hold on. Everybody just take a deep breath. I think another relevant concept or phrase to the ego death is the idea that people talk about of a part of you must die for you to step into that new version of you. I think that's tied to the concept of ego death. Like what you're experiencing is this perspective shift or, you know, is one way of saying it. And I just think that attached to that means I'm stepping into a new me because my perspective on life has totally shifted. I mean, it's just in in a way that it's like rocked my world. I'm going to show up as a totally new human being. And the idea there is like what, what can be challenging is letting go of how you have been and how you've acted and how you've seen the world in the past in order to really step into this new perspective, this new way of being and um, I think that old part of you doesn't necessarily die. It doesn't go away, but I think it takes a back seat and your new perspective allows you to like take the wheels of the bus. I think those parts of us are always there, which is why they can kind of rear their ugly heads maybe later on life if something gets triggered. Like you need to kind of nurture and acknowledge the fact that 
these parts of you, these experiences don't just get eradicated. So that's one other thing I wanted to add. Um, and I also just wanted to say, I feel like, you know, the term ego death in it of itself is almost egotistical to say or to claim. Oh yeah. It's like that. And that's the conundrum. And that's kind of gives more perspective on the idea of ego is like spiritual materialism. Yeah. And it's just like, I'm, I'm so great that I had this experience and I can be this totally new person and step into this new version of me. It's like a you have to take a step back and realize, okay, what's the irony here? And what part is my ego still playing a role in this, in this term? Um, yeah, I guess that's what I wanted to add. Cool. So shall we, I think we'll split the floor for 10 minutes each. How's that sound? We got 20 more minutes to get in. If, that's, we're gonna go if 10, that feels good for you. Sure. We're going to go 10 and 10 here. You want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I think there were, a couple big moments for me, and I actually just shared about this a little bit in the last episode about when I had my hip surgeries. Um, at that moment in time, before I had the major injury and before I had the surgeries, I knew that I was fit. I knew that I was in a particular unhealthy relationship. I knew what my family dynamic was like. I felt like I knew what I was doing in the world lightly. And when I had those surgeries and became immobilized, I couldn't work, which means I couldn't attach my identity to what I was serving in the world anymore, which was being a personal trainer. My identity did not have the relationship that I was in either after three years. That had come to an end. So my identity, and what we're talking about here is my ego, had no attachment to relationship anymore. I had no attachment to my identity through work or through fitness, no attachment to my identity through relationship. And I didn't have anything to hold on to. And when there is nothing to hold on to in your identity and what your attachments are to, you have to find something else. You have to find something else within yourself that you are anew. And this is how the perspective shifted. And I asked myself, what am I now? If not with these things, who am I? And what this felt like experientially was depression. This felt like darkness. It felt like no energy. I mean, I literally laid on a couch and took pain meds for like at least two weeks. And I occasionally opened up a book. And then when I did open up these books, I began to realize that there's things here that are intriguing. This learning is intriguing to me. Oh, I like learning. Okay, what now? Seeing that I went from a place of attachments to a place of curiosity and learning is really what opened my eyes into the world that I am now. That, I mean, call it curiosity, call it exploration. I stepped into an identity of exploration, and that's what I'm doing now still. I am enthralled by finding meaning and purpose and staying curious to the world, whether it be spirituality, physicality, or anything else. But what is... Explain the ego death part of that. The ego death part of that is me letting go of what my identity, what I thought my identity was before 
those moments when I went through the breakup and the hip surgeries. So through your experience of depression, you were able to let go of the identity of who you thought you were and that that process of letting go allowed you to step into a new version of you, which is an example for you of like a part of your ego kind of dying or whatever. Yeah. This is like the opening of the door to letting go, mm-hmm. to, to shifting into this new. So I'd say this is like a minor unconscious awakening. And then the major one, the, the one that I'd say was the most profound I've ever had still was um, probably, it might have been that same year, or maybe the year after. I think it was the same year. I went to Journeys of Wisdom for the first time, and just really quickly, um, you know, Journeys of Wisdom is is a seminar that's, um, and I've kind of briefly spoken about this, John McMullen runs it, a profound spiritual teacher, that I've experienced in many of my, what I consider tribe to gather their teachings from and and things that we teach our clients now. Uh, It's a seminar that guides us into ego, into our inner child to uncover all of these things that we're talking about here, all of our limiting beliefs, all the things, all of, all the things that limit us, all of our attachments and so much more. Like I can't even begin to explain what that, what that seminar does in this amount of time. But, um, when I went to my first one, I really had no idea what I was getting myself into. And then a couple days go by, it's a four day seminar and it was powerful. It was great. Like I had a couple big experiences and then day three evening comes around and I witnessed a gentleman named Jator Pierre begin to cry in his sharing of his experience. This was a guy that I really looked up to as far as a coach goes. And to see him break down in the group cracked me open. Like, all the way fucking open. And it felt like I was falling into an endless well of myself. That sounds confusing. I've never said that before, so (laughs) write that down. I sunk into myself, and what it felt like was like heavy, heavy, deep, deep emotion. And I didn't know exactly what it meant. I had no idea what the emotion was. I just knew I was like in it. And... I couldn't really speak much the rest of that evening to people that tried to speak with me. I went home to the Airbnb I was staying at and I started to cry in my car probably for like an hour. I weeped. (laughs) And then I walked into the Airbnb trying to hold it together. I went to my bedroom and I cried some more. I took myself to the seminar the next day and really again like stuck in this heavy deep emotion not much to speak even the teacher knew that I was like really in it and um then I drove home after the seminar ended that day and it was like about a eight hour drive and I cried the whole way home I cried when my dad came to drop Porter off at my house I cried on his shoulder 
more and more I cried that evening. I, I mean, I was laying on my bed on my stomach, like pounding my fists and kicking my legs as if I was like a two-year-old throwing a tantrum on the floor. And I had no answers to what that was. There was no conscious thought like, oh, I'm so sad about this. Oh, I'm so sad about this. It was just emotion that had been inside me for a really long time. All to say that I was cracked open and I could no longer not look inside myself to understand where something like this could come from. And to me, feeling that presence, feeling the gravity of that was something I knew I had to dedicate my life to. And that's what I've done. And ever since I couldn't, I couldn't keep going without, you know, proposing these types of questions to people I interact with either. So I just, I I love the story. And just for the like concept of this episode, I just want to continue to tie what you're sharing back to like this idea of ego death, like, cause there's so many different tangents and like, and concepts that we could go off of with, with what you're sharing, but like, it's pretty abbreviated, but, but like what about at what point did you were you able to identify like ah that was an ego death experience like maybe it was years later and looking back or like was there any sort of like unconscious knowing in the moment what do you feel like from your experience is it how can you categorize or identify that as an ego death to help others who may have experienced something similar or haven't but they're they're trying to understand how to how to categorize it well and it's going to be different for everyone, but for you, like, tie that in. Yeah, you're not really going to be able to, to categorize it. And I did not know at the time. I didn't know until years later, for sure. Yeah, so once you learned about the concept of ego death, probably years later, you look back and say, well, that was a big shift no. for me. No, I had already known about the concept of ego okay. death, too. I just didn't really... I, di- I guess I didn't really categorize the experiences that. Yeah. Because really, the categorization doesn't matter what we call it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Uh, We're calling this eco death, but if we're to, based on the parameters that I laid out earlier in like letting go of my attachments, letting go of my identity, um, just feeling like you couldn't be the same moving forward. Yeah. I could not be the same person. Not, it's really hard to describe you can't see the world in a different way or you can't not see the world in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that the, there was such a vastness to spirituality and what I thought I was that it's like once you have an orgasm, like you can't not strive for another orgasm. <laughs> like once you know, you know, what I'm saying is, like, once I discovered that that experience was that, uh-huh. I couldn't not be that way. I could okay. not. Okay. Are you confused? Well, I, I, I don't know if that orgasmic metaphor connects for me, but I, that's fine. I get everything else you're saying. Okay. Can I? Can we shift to me now? Yes, Just we on, may. We are on a tight uh, life schedule here, so um, thank you for sharing all that. Um, my, my experience is a little different because it's it's recent and I think what I'm thinking about for me when I listen to your story is you're able to look back to those experiences that were years ago and know 
that the version of you before and after those experiences were wildly different. And so that's why I'm saying like, it's almost like you're able to identify these experiences as ego death moments because you know that the shift in who you were and, and who you were being was so different before and after. Whereas the feeling was there too. The, yes, yes, yes. There's other aspects, but that's one of them. And I'm thinking about this in regards to mine because I feel like what I'm experiencing was last weekend, like five days ago. <laughs> yeah. So I don't really know the version of me after. And I almost, and I feel like I'm still in the thick of it. And it's, it's for me, I'm feeling like I do have, and I'm grateful to have like an awareness and to be able to sort of define and and understand what is going on as human beings like in general i believe that it's we are always looking for a way to define things that might not always be the way to go about stuff sometimes you just got to feel and let it let the feelings be feelings and not find words but as human beings we our, our thinking brains tend to try to find like definition in order to understand and so i'm in the moment of this of these feelings and sort of searching for definition in a way. And so, you know, whatever, maybe in a year from now, I look back on the experience I had five days ago and think, oh, that wasn't really an ego death. It was something else. But right now that's what I'm leaning towards. And for me, it was just an experience of um, the start, like making a choice in life to join a community, start a business um, and through this community that's already established and that there were signs that I feel like I'm taking, you know, from the universe, from my guides that are telling me like, yes, you're on the right path, you're on the right path. Like there was just signs in, along the way that that led me to feel really confident in the decisions I was making. So I, I went to this in-person event that was a, you know, three-day weekend kind of conference uh, that I had never done anything like that before. And we had keynote speakers that were like amazing CEO women who are just been killing it for decades um, and a keynote speaker Brendan Bouchard that really had like a Tony Robbins vibe uh, and I just had never been to an event like that but it wasn't even you know there's training and learnings as well but the experience really was 10,000 bajillion times more impactful because we were surrounded by like-minded community everyone that was there was there for the same reasons and so just having that energy where you're surrounded by people who are on the same page and lit up the same way was really what um, took the, like, what the speaker was talking about and what we were learning amplified up to 10,000%. 10, so, you know, the Brendan Burchard's speech, he's a high-performance coach, and he's just talking about, like, do life, be awesome, you know, and just hyping you up. And then immediately after the event ends, like, the whole entire weekend event ends, and immediately after, I just, like, felt like, whoosh, like, uh, you can't see me, but it's like taking a piece of foil and crumbling it in. And I was sort of not really sure exactly what was going on. I was kind of letting myself feel the uneasiness, and, and pretty quickly then realized, like, all weekend long, I've just been feeling this very expansive energy, this very level-up energy, like, this very much, like, I see the version of myself that I, I want and desire, and I know that I can be, and I'm in this atmosphere that is reaffirming for me, like, you, you can and will be this version of yourself. So that feels, like, very level-up, feels like I'm stepping into my future in that moment, and immediately when it ended, I knew I was going to have to say goodbye to these people that I was meeting and I was going to have to go back into my normal day-to-day -day routine. And I just, 
energy is like an equal and opposite reaction. So as much as I felt the expansiveness as the energy, immediately it retracted and coiled in. And as I gave myself more time and more days to process, I also just came to understand that this this could be my experience so far in life of what you might want to call an ego death. I feel like my ego is holding on really, really, really tight to the version of myself that I've been because my ego wants me to play small and wants me to have a little bit of fear and um, wants to kind of keep me in my shadow a little bit. And when that version of you is trying to die, it's it's gonna hold on. Like I said earlier, it's rooted deep. I mean, think about like a tree that's been there hundreds of years. It, it doesn't easily fall over in a windstorm. So um, I, I feel like I'm in the middle of my processing of understanding this energy, understanding this shift, and seeing how I come out on the other side. Um, so it's kind of interesting for both of us to share that and be in different parts of different phases. But um I think for me, what I would say that's important to kind of understanding, like, when might you be experiencing what what we may call an ego death is, you know, just the juxtaposition of, for me, who I want to be and who I have been and how challenging it feels to push through that barrier into the version of me that I want to be. And it's challenging because of how tight my ego is holding on. Um, and so that's my process. Great, babe. Thanks for sharing that. <laughs> um, so what do you guys do with this? <laughs> what do we do with this? Um, how, how do you facilitate ego death experiences so that you might come to be the person that you want to be? These are questions that you should be asking yourself. And yes, I just should it on you. Hmm. My bad. Um, so you might consider asking yourself these questions. I'll just tell you what I'm considering. Okay. I'm considering how valuable it is to continually find these types of experiences. One question that came up for me as you were sharing about how it was very communal, mm -hmm. I wonder if the ego death needs to be communally facilitated. Oh, if it, does that really make a big impact? Because so, you had that too. You had community as well. I had community. Mm -hmm. A lot of these things, let's say it's even plant medicine, right? Mm -hmm you're doing this in a group typically. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you had it by yourself. Sure. It's your own experience ultimately, but and, there's and, energy and, around you. And when like the, the prototypical ego death experience is realizing you're one with everything else. Right. That's like the Bufo experience. That's like very mushroomy experience. You feel connected with everything else. You're no longer that separate self. So maybe yeah. these seminars or mm. gr big groups yeah. is we're realizing we're a piece of the greater whole. Yeah. That's that a good we, way. We think it's actually about us. Yeah. But it's in part about all of us and, and recognizing we've just melted into a group experience. I think that's so spot on because the ego is self-centered. It's my ego. My ego is telling me I'm important. My The way I see things is right. The ego is about me, 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 me. And then there's the other like aspect of like we are all one. We are all a collective that there is that underlying stream and it's about trying to kind of tap into that and feel that and 
literally being around like-minded community can help you tap into that concept of like we are all one we are all connected the world doesn't actually revolve around just me and we are powerful more powerful together and all these concepts so this is why i'm such a proponent for huge group experiences like seminars or or retreats like if you haven't been to anything big i'm talking like tony robbins landmark i don't even think it has to just be big i think it's got to be like i don't think just big i'm just like-minded yeah yeah and and but those are really Yes, I know, but I'm saying, like, you could find, like, a local women's circle that meets once a month, and they do, like, a one to two hour little ceremony. I don't think that's enough. I'm not saying that's not great. Everyone, no, let me talk. That's not big enough. Everyone needs to start somewhere. For sure. And I'm just talking about a profound, big ego death experience. A big, an ego death experience is something big. Yes. And I'm saying that a small group, I mean, my group was, like, 30 to 40 people. It was pretty small, so. Anyways, agree to disagree. Hopefully... I'm I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying everyone's at a different... You know, everyone's experiences are relative. And for some people, a a regular weekly or monthly intimate women's group circle could provide, depending on what you go through, could also provide that that layering. I mean, like I said earlier, I believe that the top layers are a little bit easier to penetrate. So depending on where you're at in your journey... A woman, an intimate woman's circle could peel back that first layer. Absolutely. I think it's possible. So, right, thanks y'all. for listening. Appreciate Follow y'all. Ashley Nicole Journeys on Instagram, Tyler Wayne Journeys on Instagram. It's all in the show If notes. you're curious about how to facilitate a healthy ego death within yourself or need support, then reach out to me. I would be happy to guide you through such things as I do so for clients and myself already. Ash, plug it. That's it. Beauty counter. Oh, beauty counter. No, I don't want to plug that. We'll talk about that later. Thanks. Bye.